0: Good afternoon, America. Today is November the 5th, 2014. We have a show for you today that has been, uh, let's just put it mildly, more than requested. So here's what we're going to do. First, we're going to get this audio right. So hang on a second. Let's switch our audio over. Can you give me a different audio feed? Thank you. How? That feels so much better. Here's what's going on. One of the most common dilemmas for women, as well as men, is how do I connect to someone that is worth my time? How do I find a relationship that is gratifying? And and beyond even gratifying, something that has substance and something that can be a value add to life. How can I get that person, that sort of circumstances um, in my life and moreover, what does it take to find real love? Or um, is, is it even out there? Is there a such thing as real love? Well, I'm going to tell you, yes and no. Now, what do I mean by that? Da, 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 da. Well, real simple. Love is more than a state and set of feelings. It's much deeper than you met somebody, they make you feel good, I've I've heard everything in the last few weeks. You know, one of the most common things I get um, being an expert on relationships is people will ask me the same foolish question all the time. Dr. D, if you're a relationship expert, how come you're not married? Well, let me give you a hint. I had enough sense to realize that marriage doesn't complete you. And hopefully you've learned that by now. Marriage is a compliment to your life. It is not a necessity. You, I, There are so many people that jump up, get married, find themselves in these crazy relationships for all the wrong reasons, and then they wonder, why is it I am almost resentful of the person that I'm dating? Why is it that in this very moment there's someone in my life that is doing everything but serving the intent for which I met them. You know, what, what we find ourselves doing often is projecting our desires on other people. And when those people don't live up to the minutiae, the fantasy that we've created for them, we have audacity then to be upset. We want to take our ball and go home. We blame everything from their their age how they cut their hair, if she had a weave, he didn't work out, he sang too much, he didn't sing too much. I mean, it's the most foolish of stuff. After we get through with all of that, who's left? You. So let's stop and touch base somewhere real quick. If in the last, I'm not even going to say 10 years, the last 10 months, For some of you, hell, for some, the last 10 doggone days. For others, the last 10 weeks. But I'm just going to stretch it out and say 10 months to two years. If you have dated more than three people, and I'm not saying you went out, had a sandwich, a beverage of your choice. I'm not talking about that. You know what I'm talking about. I mean adult dating where you spent all this time on the telephone, probably caught a plane to go visit them or drove to visit them if they're out of town or if they're in town, you know what their bedroom looks like. They know what your bedroom looks like. And it's been more than three or four people. The issue is not the other people. Get it? It is you. Now, I'm, let me qualify that before somebody starts writing me some mail here. What I mean by that is that if you're a mature adult and you are happily single and you've done that, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to people that have declared in their life that, you know what, single works for me. I'm not ready to play house. I'm not ready to uh, call somebody my man or woman after I've known them for two days or two weeks because just to be frank, your ass is crazy. And yes, I said it, your ass is crazy. That is too quick, people, to really get to know anybody takes you at least a year to three years. Some of you, you jumped up and gotten married. And I, I applaud that. I think real love is a beautiful, beautiful thing, especially mature love. The issue is when you're immature trying to do some grown-up folks stuff. How can you expect to have a different outcome when you continually, repetitiously do the exact same things over and over and over. And I, I know I'm gonna. For all of you guys that uh, watch Joel Osteen and worship with Joel, I am not knocking Joel, but I'm gonna give. I'm gonna use him as an example. Um, a relationship with God isn't all roses and sugar petals. It's not My Little Pony and Rainbow bright. It's not Barney and you know Thomas the Train. That's for children. Real relationships require self-actualization. They require unselfishness. They require that you take the time not only to look at how you are being viewed, how you're being perceived, how you're being affected, how you're being received, or even deceived. But maturity in a relationship necessitates that you look at how are you projecting yourself? How are you receiving other people? How are you perceiving other people? Are you Man or woman, enough, and this show is for ladies, but fellas, if you're tuned in, you know, our, right now my cumes look like it's a little over a million of you listening, so I'm assuming that that's not all females. Um, pay attention to this show. We're going to get your butt out of the dilemma of malfunctioning behavior and especially malfunctioning relationships, because at the end of the day, If you are a person that every time someone attempts to just share something with you, that you take it off on the deep end and now you're being persecuted because the world is not feeding you ice cream and whipped cream, it's not cotton candy, now you actually have to have someone tell you that, you know what, Um, this is how I feel. And it doesn't mean they're right or wrong, but if someone is honest enough with you, with you about how you make them feel or how you present to them, that is not a bad thing. You know, I, I'm gonna. It's so funny to me. I love to be transparent and use my life as an example for people. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface what I'm gonna say with this. I am so far from perfect, so I am not Dr. Phil. I do not think I'm perfect. I'm not Pat Robertson. I'm not, and not that I know Phil or Pat. You know, I've never met these guys. I'm just going by their public images. Uh, but I'm like you. I'm just like you. I have flaws. I cuss at red lights. You probably don't. I know there are times when I look at some things that people have said or done to and around me, and Lord have mercy, Jesus! If I'd be lying if I didn't say I wanted to strangle the hell out of some folk because I have, and I and if you're honest, you probably have too. Um, I know what it feels like to um, that things go right in your life. You know, there, there there's a common denominator in all of that that you've done right and all that you have done wrong, and that common denominator is definitely you. The pressures and problems that we find in normal everyday life cloud our view. Not only our view of other people, but our view of our participation with other people, our view of how we interact with other people. I'm saying that to lead into our topic for the day. Ladies, in the last 10 years since I have been in practice, I have spoken before millions of people. I have literally counseled more than a 1,000 men and women I've been in, a, in situations in my own life where I've uh, definitely held my forehead in my hands and asked myself, what in the hell did you do that for? Why did you say that? Um, I felt stupid for taking valuable time and wasting it, or at least I, I want to call it that, wasting it and I'll go nowhere dead in situation. But if I be totally honest with me, just like I'm hoping that you will be totally honest with you, some of those situations, as well as some of those people, were innocent victims of me being caught up in the issues of life. Just like with you right now today. Some of you have had some stupid conversation with somebody that if you had a little bit more money in the bank, if you felt better about your career, if you weren't feeling well because of some physical ailment that you're uh, endeavoring right now, would you have talked to this person the way that you talk to them? Would you have treated them the way that you treated them? Would you have even wanted this person in your space if you weren't needing something, if you didn't need to borrow 50 or or $100, a $1,000, if you didn't need this resource this person could provide, would you even associate with them? Would you, if your little freaky self wasn't horny and wanted to get you some, you didn't want to bump uglies with somebody, would you have answered your phone or dialed that phone number? Would you have responded to that text message. As a matter of fact, if you wasn't feeling some kind of way, in whatever kind of way that is, you could be feeling good. You could be feeling bad. You could be feeling egomaniacal. You could be in a manic state. You could just be and smoke some weed, drink some liquor, or your ass could just simply be crazy. Hey, if the, I'll just put it like, you know my favorite phrase, y'all. If you throw a rock in a Pack of dogs and one of them hollers. That's the that's the dog that rock hit. But if what I just threw out there connected with you, and you're woman enough and man or man enough, or hopefully not both because if it's both, that's a whole nother show and you need Jesus. But you know if if you're mature enough to own yours, this show is going to change your life. You know, the first thing is there is a difference between Mr. Right and Mr. Right now. Some of you ladies are frustrated as hell because you're trying to take Mr. Right now and and convert that rascal into Mr. Right. Wrong, boo. That's not the one you don't – that's never going to work. Like my girl says on my favorite commercial, that's not how any of this works. And it is not how it works. You can, I'm going to tell you this little story. You've heard it before. You can take a mule, a jackass, you can take him and board him where they do the Kentucky Derby. You can get the best jockey to ride him. You can get the best trainer, the best veterinarian to take care of him, and the best groomer to make sure that that thing is just always pristine. However, ladies, at the end of the day, you still have a jackass. I don't care how you dress it up, dress it down. And being honest with you, jackasses have their place. You don't want to take a, an Arabian stallion and have him plow a field, do you? Now, I know right now some somebody that's a hood rat is... She's not uh-huh, girl, that's why I got me got both. Sit your ghetto butt down somewhere. I'm not talking about that ratchetness you're talking about. What I'm saying is that there's seasons of life where you are not ready to be showcased at the equestrian event that you are calling life right now. As a matter of fact, you're still out in the field, girl. You can't go and expect to have this pristine Arabian horse when, when you still are acting and functioning like a jackass yourself. Be where you are. So here's our first lesson. Get your pen and paper out. Go ahead. And if your child is listening to this show... Uh, you lucky stay-at-home mom, you. Well, I envy you, girl, and I know that's a 24-7 job, so maybe I don't envy you. But uh, for you ladies that are in the office and those of you that are sitting at your desk playing like you work and listening to me through your earbuds, thank you for doing that. I love you, and I appreciate having your support. But this is about you today. This is about you ladies that are in one of four states You are in the process of getting a divorce. You're wondering, should you commit to this relationship or invest any more time, sex, and money in it? You're single, and you're just tired of being horny and single, or you have been alone to the point you've gotten comfortable with that which that's a sign that that's good, I mean, especially if you're crazy because you don't need to go mess nobody else's life up. Your cat doesn't even want you to pet it, and the dog runs up under the table the minute you walk in the door. Or even worse, if you're that poor, dear woman that is driving up to your driveway and looking and seeing someone else's car, and you're going, oh, Lord, he's home. Damn. You know, if that's how you live. living, this show is for you. So the reason I ask you to get the paper out and the pen out uh, is I want you to write down something. And if you can't write it all down right now, no biggie, uh, the show is archived, so five minutes after we go out there today, you'll be able to play this back. I want you to write down right now what is going on in your life, i.e., what is the continuity. It's got, matter of fact, there's going to be two ways I want you to write it down, okay? I want you to write down what is going on in your life, you know, the content that's in your life, okay? Now, by content, I mean good and bad stuff. Are you working? Or are you not working? Are you happily employed? Or are you unhappily employed? Do you have children with you? Are they getting on your damn nerves or are you living alone? Are you stressed out because you're caring for an elderly parent or uh, you got a child that's grown that's living with you that shouldn't be? And I'm just, I am just want you to do something right quick. Get some baby powder and put it in your hand and slap the hell out yourself if you have a grown adult child living with you for more than three months. If it's three months, we all have problems. Being able to come back home to mom is a good thing. But after three months... Mickey D's is hiring, and so is Walmart, especially with some of the people I see working in both places. So you are not helping your offspring when you teach them that they can just lay up under you and and screw your life up. Now, back to this thing. First, that's the content of your life, okay? I'm single, got a dog, cat, whatever. That's the content. Your finances are jacked up, but they're pretty cool. That's the content. Now the context is how is this affecting you? I, I, and I'm going to give an example. You could be a single mom working two jobs with a, a kid that's in grade school and a teenager in the house, and have a great life. And then you could be like a lot of people that I've dealt with and 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 had the pleasure of gracing my office that make a six-figure year income that live alone and can't get it together for nothing. In the last five years, they've been through 10 men or 10 women. Okay, that's what I mean is look at the context of your life. By that I mean, how is everything affecting you? All right? I'm going to repeat it again. Write down the content of your life. Then write down the context Meaning, how are these ingredients fixing you? Next, we've only got an hour today, so we got to do this, do this efficiently. Are you sleeping with someone other than, uh, well, are you sleeping with something that breathes? We're not talking about the inanimate objects some of you have laying around in your drawer You know that thing your nephew found talking about what's this, never mind. But you know what I mean? If you are engaging in sexual activity with one person or a couple of people, you know, long as you're being clear about your intentions with people and being honest, that's kind of good. But I'm going to tell you like this, folks have feelings. And one out of four people is crazy. So if you're dealing with you and two other people, there is a strong 75% chance one of y'all can turn to a damn fool for less of a reason. With that stated, I warn you, be very careful about having um, relationships with multiple people. And I'm an expert for this show on uh, TV One and on the Oprah Winfrey Network called Table Attraction. I do not want to end up getting a file on you, so we end up having you as a feature for that program. But the point I'm making is let's look at who is in your life right now. Write their name down. Mr. Jimmy, Uncle Sam, whatever, Uncle Ben. I hope it ain't Uncle Ben. I wonder why they name Uncle Ben and Aunt Jamama. Okay, that's another show. Anyway, back to this. Go and look at this person in detail. What is it about them that you like? And if it's more than one person, just answer that same question. So I'm going to give you categories because some of y'all, you'll go too far with this. What is the character trait that they demonstrate And ladies, of big penis is not a character trait, okay? (laughs) Sorry. A character trait, what I mean is, is it because he's compassionate, altruistic, meaning that you do something for him, he does something for you in reciprocity without having to think about it? Is he kind? Is he thoughtful? Is he sincere? Is he uh, charismatic? Meaning, you know, has a really uh good personality. I mean, what is it about this man that you like? Let's write that down. Now if you're dating two men, and God forbid if it's three or more, you're a hoe. So I'm just gonna call you what you are and I'm calling you that. If you're a man, you're a hoe too. Don't be thinking I'm just talking about women. But if you're but if you're dating, it is plausible that you can have one person you're intimate with and two or three people that you converse with on a regular basis and go out and eat and go to the movies with that's you know that's acceptable behavior if you're mature enough to do it and if you're transparent enough to let people know you know what i'm not trying to play house with you i really like you you're the person i'm having sex with but you know i have friends If you're that honest, hey, my hat is off to you. I want you to join me in trying to teach some lessons to these ratchet folk that don't have that much self-respect for themselves or other people, but I commend you for being truthful and transparent. Um, If you're not, grow your ass up and stop acting a fool. Anyway, yeah, I said it. My producer is giving me that sign like, oh, Lord, he's getting started. Yes, I am. This is really going to be good today. Second thing, when I ask you to look at this person you're dating and look at some of those um, traits that they have, you know, whether they're charismatic, kind, whatever. Next thing, look at the physical attributes and tell yourself what is it that you like about them. You know, for I'm a man. So I know me. I am mister. You've got to have a waistline and nice legs and a butt. And, you know, I can't say the other stuff because that would just be tacky. But there are things that physically I like about a woman. So, ladies, when you look at a man, what do you like? Do you like his bald head? Do you like his muscles, his six-pack, or the fact that he got a little belly looking two months pregnant? No, I hope not. Um, do you like the fact that he's tall, that he's short? What physical attributes do you like about this mate? Now, for some of you that don't have a man, you can do this too. Participate. Write down the traits that you would like in a man. Because I'm going somewhere with this one. I know you can smell it coming. But... Write down the traits you would like in a man if you don't have one, or if you were somebody where you're kind of going. I'm sick of you. Like I, you ain't dead yet, but I'm gonna leave before you die if you don't change or whatever. But bottom line, let's look at these traits and these physical attributes. Okay. Now we're gonna add one another category: lifestyle. What is it that you like? about that person's lifestyle. By lifestyle, I mean, how do they function in a weekly or 24-hour period of time? You know, is it that you like the fact that, okay, he he works out, I see him pray, I see him meditate, um, he participates in life by helping other people, or he's very uh, engaged in his passions, be it his career or his hobby, the way he takes care of his home, himself, the way he dresses. In other words, what do you see in the way this person lives their life? And those of you that don't have a man, you can just write it down, okay? Write it down, traits, physical traits uh behavioral traits lifestyle okay now we're going to go to the next part of this what is it that you enjoy doing and we're going to take your boo out of it or the man that you're dating we're going to make this generic okay so uh, let's um, let me give you an example what do you enjoy doing, period, without someone else being present? I'll use me for an example. I don't care if I was dating or single, I'm going to the movies typically about every week. Now, if they have a bunch of good movies, I'm going every week. But if, you know, every month, on average, three very good movies come out. So about once every 10 days, I am going to the movies. I love to read, so you will find me reading on a frequent basis, so I love to read. I love going to plays, so I will always be at somebody's play or something in the theater if it's something good. Um, another example is I love to work out. <laughs> I like to go and do my hiking and lift weights, and you know I'd like taking care of my health so What is it that you, yes, you, not you enjoy doing with someone, what is it that you enjoy doing? And don't put anything like, I like getting drunk and falling out. No, we're not talking about that. You need to go and get some counseling. I mean normal things that you can actually tell someone you did and some things you probably can't tell people, uh, at least not everybody. So what do you enjoy doing just by yourself? All right. Next thing. We're making a list. We're checking it twice. Sex. What do you like doing? And, uh, okay, we're going to take a break in a minute, but let me finish this, please. May I? Thank you. I swear, you know, I love my producers and I love my staff, and they are so strict on this format. We need to stay with the format. No, we don't. We need to help people. That's what we need to do. Um, but on sexually, what is your behavior? What turns you on? What is it that you know doggone well, if you get a chance to do this, this is your preference. It's that thing that uh, melts your butter And if you have a little child, go ahead and get that baby out the room real quick, please. And if you're childish or you're a religious fanatic, sit your behind down somewhere because you know you're a freak, too, just like most of us. Or if you're not, you're watching somebody that is. So let's really deal with this issue. Sex, what turns you on? Uh, I would use me for an example, but I don't want any letters from any of y'all okay, what the hell, i use me for an example. I'm going, be, I'm, a, I'm going to be real crazy now. I'll probably get some mail on this. My producer is like, no, no. You know how, like, when you look at a, a baseball game, they're waving their arms back and forth doing the same thing. That's what my producer is right that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if, if it's that good, I got to do it. All right, so my thing is, someone asked me once, they said, your child better be gone. Let's make sure the kids are gone. I'm going to give you a count. Go throw the ball. You know how you throw the thing and the dog? Go get it. Go throw it real far away so the kid can go get it. Maybe he won't come back for about two minutes, and I'll be through. Ready? One, two. Everybody that ain't doesn't have children around is going, I don't have no damn kids. Say what you're going to say. Okay, okay. Three, four, five. All right, your kid ought to be out your the room. For me, and do not go and think I am most men because most men are not like me, okay? But when it comes to sex, I do not like a woman that has an Afro in her underpants. If you don't like oral sex, I wear a wrap. I can't deal with you. you got to like doing it and, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm not going any further because that will take this show in the wrong direction. But I, I'm going to be transparent in hopes that you can be transparent and honest with yourself. So what is it that you like in the bedroom? Uh, And be honest, and we're not talking about that that America. Oh, God, I know all my friends in the Middle East are just getting ready to start a plot right about now, even my friends in Latin America. But the truth is, America is full of crap. This is the most hypocritical country I've ever seen in my life. One, they don't think women should enjoy sex. But everything you see on TV has something to do with a sexy woman, all the way from selling some pressed ham to some damn hot sauce to beer. You see a sexy woman selling it, right? So let's just be honest. What is it? Because I think women are robbed uh, of their right to express themselves sexually. I think there's a lot of BS, hypocritical, religious bullcrap that women want to even impose on themselves because they, well, you know, I got a 90-day rule. Well, if a dude had a rule where he wouldn't feed you for 90 days, wouldn't take you to a movie or dinner, would you fool with him? So, ladies, stop. Steve Harvey is full of shit. And, yes, I said it. I love you, Steve, but your rules are a bunch of bull crap. The truth is people should act like themselves when they date people. And being honest, if you really want to know the truth about that, since I wouldn't put my fist in my mouth on that one, uh, here's the real truth. Men don't care how fast you sleep with them. Matter of fact, weak-ass sorry guys do, but those are the guys that aren't getting none. But handsome, intelligent, attractive, successful men have women that will drop their panties at the drop of a hat. So, boo, you're, what you got in your panties and in your brain. all that special, it's up to you. Because to a real man, we're looking at at you for far more than just that little five minutes of bliss you can provide, okay? Now, here's real. Real is your sexual needs should be discussed with a man before you ever pull your clothes off. You know, if if you, and here's another thing, because a lot of women really screw this up. Uh, I've seen women that will get in a intimate situation with a man and say something stupid like, you guys really like this. Babe, you're making yourself sound like a garden tool, and I do mean hoe, not a rake. Hoe. So don't do that. But but be honest. What do you like? Do you like somebody to kiss your neck? Do you like someone to kiss your or Are you really off into all sex? Anal sex, be honest. What do you like? And don't make it about the guy. Well, I like to play my man. Look, Shenene, that is nice. Don't even, don't say that either, because that makes you look like whatever man gets around you, you're just going to do whatever the hell he tells you to do. So don't sound like an idiot. Be a person and be honest. What is it you like sexually? And what do you like doing? So let's make this inward bound and outward bound. What do you like doing sexually, and what do you like having done to you sexually? Let's put both of those things out there. I'm going to repeat it again. What do you like doing, meaning to other people, and, I, and I'm and i not talking about it. I want to tie you up. I want to I wanna blindfold you. You ain't blindfolding me, and you sure the hell ain't finna handcuff me. No. So, But the truth of it is, if that's your thing, that's what you like doing to other people. If that's what you like having done to you, just say, I'm a real freak, and I like to be tied up. What is with being tied up? I, oh, Lord, that that is kind of scary. <laughs> but anyway, so now let's revisit this list. The first thing that I ask you to do is look at the content of your life and the context. The reason why I ask that you consider such is don't bring somebody else into your mess. If you know damn well you don't have no money, stop trying to hang with men that have a lot of money. And I know that doesn't make sense to you, but I'm going to tell you how that looks. When we need you to do something for us and you can't, and you've been perpetrating like you got our back and you all this, you just lost all the ground that you gained. Second thing, if you are dating a man that doesn't care what you have, that's good, but I'm going to tell you this. You are about as disposable as a used paper towel because what that means is the minute you don't do what he says, how he says, when he says it, you are out, girlfriend. You just got cut. Second thing. Look at the context of your life. If you got three kids at the house, four kids at the house, you really ain't in a position to be trying to date nobody. You need to take care of your doggone children. Now, I did not say don't have a life, and I'm going to even go further. If you do date a guy, don't bring him around your kids. Women, let me tell you something, especially those of you that have boys, We ain't feeling that. We don't want to see nobody pushing up on our mama. We sure the hell don't want to see our mother dating two or three different men. So keep your home life being mom away from your children, especially if you have boys, okay, especially if you have boys. Second thing, the reason why I talked about that area about traits, both physical and behavioral and lifestyle, is how can you be happy and be in a temporary or a permanently-based relationship if you don't share some things? An example is if you are always kind of like edgy and emotional and you're dating a man that's edging emotional, we're going to be seeing y'all's behinds on TV. That's right. You're going to be on the next episode of Cops when you two fools get into it. Y'all don't need to be around each other. Somebody needs to have some self-discipline. Second thing is if you know you are a very nice, caring, loving, giving woman, and you're dating a man that wants to hit you upside your head physically, emotionally, or any other way, you should know that that's just not going to work out too well. So my advice to you is be equally yoked. Do not date people that don't have similar dispositions to yours. I'll use me for an example again. Why? Because you, you guys need – my producers. like, you didn't take a break. We're not going to take a break. I'm talking to my sisters, and I'm going to help them today. Um I'm just kidding. Thank you for reminding me about the break, but we're not going to do that. Um, The truth is, if you are a praying woman, I didn't say religious. I just said prayerful or spiritual. That ranges all the way from going to mosque, uh, going to church, just meditating, whatever. You're just spiritual or prayerful, and you're dating a guy that does not acknowledge a higher power that ain't going to work out too well in the long run. As a matter of fact, it's not going to work at all. And, And here's why. If a man cannot acknowledge something is greater than him, how in the hell could he acknowledge you? If he can't submit and love God, how could he love you? That's just real, real, and you need to think about that, girlfriend. Second thing, if you know you are a thoughtful Genuine, compassionate, caring person. Don't date some jerk that's insensitive and it's all about him. That'll never make you happy, and you a fool if you settle for that. I'm just gonna call you what you should, what you what what everybody else is calling you. So don't be mad at me. Physical traits. Don't be anybody's fetish. Because if you a plus size fluffy girl and you dating this little uh, muscled up real sexy man, he's either gay or he had your fetish, okay? I'm just saying, make sure that whatever you're dating, whoever you're with, that you guys have some similarity. I mean, if he's about 20 pounds overweight, you about 20 pounds overweight, chances are y'all can pretty much both lose weight or gain weight, whatever, and you're not going to trip. But be, be equal. You know, have you ever seen a salt and pepper shaker that didn't match? It's something scary about that, ain't it? Even though you know it's salt in it and you know it's pepper in it, and a lot of people say, well, opposites do attract the hell they do. Look at that little gay guy that was married to Star Jones. What's his name? You know, the little light-skinned guy. Anyway, everybody, if anybody in a right mind knew damn well that did not work. Or uh, the sister that wrote it, Waiting to Exhale. If you would have looked at that little words tasting man and looked at her, you would have known this ain't real and it didn't work. So make sure that when you are taking into consideration physical traits you want in a man that you got something to match it, girl, because if not, he ain't going to stay with you. I'm just telling you right now, men are, and some of you ladies are too, but men are really trifling in this way, a man will date you because of your body parts. And what I mean by that is, let's say you have those lips that look like you really know how to please a man. You know the lips I'm talking about. And a a man will date you just because of your lips, knowing damn well he ain't going to marry you, he ain't going to stick around, he's not going to be loyal to you. So uh, here's how you can tell. When you ask a man, I'm getting ready to have some brother. I can just imagine every man is listening to this show right now that's in the car ride with a woman is kind of going like, oh, hell, what's he fixing to say? Um, but here's the truth. Ask your man to be honest and tell you who named three of the sexiest women he can think of. And here's where you have to do your detective work, ladies. When he mentions them, if he tells you, Oh, only you. That may make you feel good. He lied. But the truth is, if he can give you two or three women, go look them up on the Internet. Just type their name into Google and click on images and look at what they have in common. They're going to have a pattern. All men have a pattern of what they like in women, right? Like me, I already know my pattern. Little ways, boobs, no boobs, but you know, I'm a butt little base guy. If you got that going, you probably gonna get my attention. And if you got some sexy lips and and your real hair, long hair, I'm you got me. You pretty much I'm gonna look at you, right? But all men have what they like. So ask your man to pick three women that he thinks is really sexy and then compare yourself to them. If you look nothing like those women, girlfriend, you are in a delusion about your relationship. I guarantee you it's not going to work. You need to bounce dude, because he's not going to last. The other thing, lifestyle. Look at your lifestyle and look at his lifestyle. Now, if you are dating a guy that goes to the club and is drinking and you don't go out, you don't drink, it's just a matter of time before your relationship cooks like a burnt turkey on Thanksgiving I guarantee you, you will be more frustrated than a white woman trying to cook some collard greens or walking into an NBA locker room with some extra good contacts in. You will be uncomfortable. I know all my white sisters are like, NBA locker room, bunch of black guys naked? That's a good idea. No, it's not a good idea. It will traumatize you, or well, maybe it won't, You know, especially if you dated some college athletes. But anyway, back to this. The point I'm making is... Look at the lifestyle that this guy is living. Does it match your lifestyle? If you're a morning person and he's not, over time that is going to – it's always the little nuancical things that make or break a relationship, ladies. Don't ever sleep them. If you don't mind picking up after him, that's good. But if both y'all always laying stuff around – your house is going to look like a pigsty. Ain't going to work. Men, I don't care how sloppy a man is, unless he's just trifling and nasty, most men want a woman that takes care of the house and takes care of themselves. So if you know that you're the kind of woman that your pair of panties for last week is next to the pair of panties you had on yesterday, we already know you don't need to be with a man that's not a neat freak. And if he is a neat freak, he's probably not going to stay with you. Because, And and this is a big thing I'm going to say about lifestyle. Determine early what you're dating for or where you want it to go. You know, like I would tell any woman, if you're dating me, don't be looking at me talking about well, I want to be married in a year. Because, boo, first, if I just met you, in a year, we will not be married. <laughs> Secondly, if I do marry you, it's going to be because I find you to be very pleasant. You're my best friend. You know how to put your freak down, and you are a lady, and I can trust you, and you have my back in all areas, financially, spiritually, especially spiritually. I need a, You need to pray and be able to get an answer from God. And if I need your help and you can't help me, why do I need you to live with me? I live in a 3,500-square-foot, two-story house with a 40-foot driveway. So if you can't help out, I don't need you. I can stay here by myself and pay stuff late if that's what I'm going to do, right? So stop and look at lifestyle. Look at your own lifestyle. If you know, ladies, that you are a person that values social life, you want to be and you're a tribal or a k a or delta whatever the hell it is you do you're in some social organization and you have a man that feels that he's not good enough to go to those functions or that's them and we're us type thing that ain't to do for you boo you need that you need to kind of reevaluate that one moving along the other part and and this is very critical okay looking at your life in its context and content is very important looking at your traits looking at the physical and lifestyle attributes of people you, you can't you cannot ignore that it's not going anywhere and if anything those of you or should I say of us because I'm a man of a certain age you know when you get over 40 you and you've been single for a minute <laughs> like more than 5 years you are set in your ways whether you know it or not. I don't care how much you lie to yourself. So you should try trial living together, periods, And I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. Go stay with each other for about three or four days. Because most people, if you're like me, I can only take you being around me three or four days as my guest. After that, you need to take your behind home. I, I We ain't trying to play house like that, right? But the other thing is, it also will change your opinion, and if you realize that you know what somebody's been around me three or four days and it's not even really bothering me. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of enjoying your company. That's a sign to both of you that there's some good stuff right there, and you might want to put a little star on that person's paper if you're feeling like that. But I will suggest do three or don't let those three or four day visits fool your butt because people can be nice three or four days. But, and I'm going to say this to the ladies that are listening now that are in relationships that are over two years old. Not if, if you're between a year and two years, okay, this may or may not fit you. But if you're in one that's more than two years old, you should try live at his house for about 21 days and then let him live at your house for 21 days. Now, why? Why, Dr. D? What are you doing? Here's what I'm doing. Nobody, absolutely nobody can fool your ass for 21 days straight. And if they can, you are dumb. (laughs) I mean, I'm not even going to be polite about it. You're just plain stupid, boo. Because to be honest with you, 21 days, you will see everything. You will see, okay, this Negro really does not have that much money. All right. She ain't really just dating me. All these guys keep coming up. Somebody knocked on the damn door four different times. I mean, you know, you will find out what you're dealing with. You'll find out, okay, her kids really, her child really is the spawn of Satan. That little boy is evil. You know what I mean? Or you will also see things like, okay, when I told her son to sit down and stop acting a fool, she cussed me out. Or you will see that, oh, this Negro is moody as hell. Start taking time to really authenticate what you're hearing and seeing because it may not be real. People can put up shows for you. I have couples in my office every week that have dated for five years and get married, and the marriage within weeks is almost under siege. Here's another thing. (laughs) Talk about, well, I'm going to save that for part two on this show. Let's, Let's go to the what you enjoy doing thing make sure that when you do things with your significant other that it's stuff that you both like cuz I can tell you this I love going to a movie and I can there's certain movies I can stomach because I'm just kind of like deep in it as a thinker but I'm not going to go see a bunch of women movies with you I like action I like drama Sometimes I really like action and suspense and comedies, right, <laughs> but there are certain movies uh that i'll go see because okay, you want to go see Rambo or whatever with me. i went it to you i we it can't all be about the Doctor D moment, and I get it I get it it's you know I'm not selfish like that, but there are people that are, and you may be that way. Another thing is watch out And when you look at things you enjoy doing with friends. Men are not trying to be with you and your girls, and if he is, he's probably going to be sleeping with one of them, or he may be one of the girls on the down low. So let's just keep it real, folks. Men do not like hanging with groups of women, and if you are always managing your life by committee – and you have to have five or ten women with you every time you do something. You and this guy are not gonna last. And, and I'm especially warning you, good women out there. I'm warning you. If you see a man that likes to hang out with the guys all the time, you need to be really leery. That's one of three things is going on. He's either if if it's his family. That's a little different. Okay. So I'm going to say family, get a brother a pass. But even at that point, that could be intrusive because that means these people are going to be all up in y'all's life and in your house. But here's the truth if you see a man that runs with the fellas every week, especially more than one day of the week, I could see one day more than one day, like two or three days a week, you're either dealing with a real immature man or a man that's on the down low. I'm just being honest with you. And fellas, yeah, i said it. You don't like it all no, oh well, but that's the truth. So, ladies, watch out for men that are like that. And if you're like that, you need to grow your behind up. That's probably why you don't have a damn man. You're running around with all these women, misery loves company. And then there's always, I love it, I love this, there's always them two sisters out that pack of five of y'all, that have a man, and they'd be like, girl, I'm going to go. <laughs> you know, and your dumb butt is sitting there with them other two misery loves company people as lonely and talking about how all men ain't this, why your friends with the good sense have left and gone back home to the people that loved them. All right. Now, let's get to the serious thing, the sex. Sex is a big deal. Don't let religious beliefs, don't let fear screw up your sex life. And and that's like both ends of the bell curve. If you know you enjoy you some penis, don't be ashamed to admit it. But be wise about it. You don't don't. This is not like you know how you go to the candy, the jelly bean store, and you just want to try to oh that one, ooh that's a jalapeno jelly bean, and that was licorice. No, that's being nasty. Don't do that. But be honest about your sexual life. And if a man can't handle it, oh well. But tell him the truth, because sometimes you tell you ladies had this habit. And listening to some fool that told you, don't ever tell a man everything. Yes, you do, because he going to find out anyway. So tell him, look, I like sex, and you are not satisfying me. You know, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. Now, I didn't say go beat the brother's ego down, because then a man won't be able to get an erection around you, but he won't have no problem getting him with that chick he's cheating on you with. So, you know, don't think just because he ain't getting erections with you that he can't get erections with other women. That's a lie. What it is is you don't turn him on. And a lot of men don't get turned on by women that are too aggressive. So don't I, – I, let me give you – because I know that's confusing as hell. So let me give you where you can be aggressive with a man sexually. All men love a blowjob. For you, those of you that just found that too tacky and I just blurted it out, blowjob. I'll say a fellatio, if that makes your uppity butt feel better. But the truth of it is all men love a woman that knows how to take a penis and do something nice to it. All men love that. Most men do not like you kissing them all over their chest and touching them in the bum bum hole. If you have a man that likes that, he's probably gay or bisexual because no heterosexual dude wants foreign objects going you know where. Uh, and they sure were kissing all on the nipples and chest. If you see a guy enjoying you kissing all over his chest a lot, he's probably bisexual. Warning, I'm telling you. I'm not gay. But in studying human behavior and human sexuality and in coaching people, the feminine, a feminine down low men like the same things women like in the bedroom. So ladies, don't you like a man kissing on your nipples? Well, when you see a man that likes what you like, he probably has a lot more in common with you than you want him to. Ant, 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 ant. Anyway, but coming back to the conversation, make sure that you do have a realistic view of sex. Some of you don't, and it's because you bought a rabbit, a bullet. You've been to the hardware store. You don't even go... To the uh, to the uh, passion parties anymore. You buying your sex toys from Walmart and Home Depot and Lowe's. I mean, you 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 going all in. Maybe you have desensitized your vagina. No penis can compare to a rabbit or any other foreign object you're using, and it's not gonna last twenty minutes like you've been laying there doing things with yourself. You know, you may you know having sex with a person is different. Hence. So, with that said. As it relates to sex, first, have that conversation, you know, and just say, you know, don't worry about what he thinks about you. You need to be worried about not wasting your time. (laughs) So you ask and you say, can we talk about sex? And if he starts being disrespectful and, yeah, I want to bend you over and whose is it? mine, whose is it? mine, you know, no, no, no. But most men like to know what you like. So tell him. Secondly, it will make sex a lot more fun. It'll make it flow better, and you won't be worried about him having a penis that's just kind of like not participating. The other thing, and I know we're coming down to the last three or four minutes, so um, here's the last thing I, I want to spend it on. Make sure that you know what you want. And if you want a serious committed, lasting relationship, don't tell a man, I'm only looking for a serious, committed relationship, because you're going to make a good man run the hell away from you. If you want to get the good guy and keep him, just date him and take it one day, one moment at a time. I'm going to tell you this. I know that sounds contrary and going against the grade with what you want, but often if you don't ask for something, won't you get it quicker than if you do ask? That's really true. So just tell, just enjoy the moments. Be transparent. Be honest. Be real. Remember it. Look at your own life, its context, its content. Look at the traits, the physical, the, uh, the behavioral, the lifestyle. Look at what you enjoy doing and look at what you like in the bedroom. If you do these things, you can tell if that's Mr. Right because if those things don't line up, that's just Mr. Right Now. And Mr. Right Now is okay. Where well, you need to let him know he's Mr. Right Now, and more than anything else, you need to let yourself know he's Mr. Right Now. Now, here's some housekeeping I've got to do. Make sure you go to the org website and click on it, read the content. Uh, if you're trying to figure out what's going on with you, but not going on with you, I have some tests you can take that can let you know if you're even ready to be in a committed relationship. If you want to take some of those tests, the tests are 50 bucks. the session is 215 bucks, but that's a hell of a lot cheaper than you sleeping with FOMO dudes or wasting your time with somebody that's not going to work. If you need and want to do that, just write this phone number down, 877 508 2025 I'm going to repeat it, 877-508-2025, and go to extension 102 and leave your information and someone will get back to you. Second thing, make sure on the Facebook page you hit the like button, on Pinterest, I think that's the name of it, I don't even know what my damn name is, but if you Google Dr. Devon Young, I think it's Young Org. Y-O-U-N-G wow, organization, you know, Young Org is on pen, pen I don't even know how to say that. And it's uh, the real Dr. D on Twitter. And this is just too much different stuff, isn't it? The real Dr. D on Twitter, d Von Young on Facebook, d Von Young Young um, on Google. With all of that said, I love you madly. And don't settle. Life is too short and death is way, 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 way too long for you to continue being in a relationship that is going to take you absolutely nowhere real fast. If he's the right man, everything I gave you on that checklist is going to be a natural fit. And you make sure you started out by spending those three days together. And if you've been together more than a year and a half, going on two years or something like that, then you might want to start saying, look, let's just give this a shot. I want to stay at your house 21 days. And this this is especially true for those of you that are talking about getting engaged, those of you that are about to get married, those of you that have gotten married and don't live together yet because, yeah, people do that stuff. I suggest that you come see me. Yes, it costs some money, but at least if you come to my office The odds of you getting a divorce go from 50-50 to about 90% that you will stay married and happily married, okay? So I love you, Madeline. Have a great week. I'll talk to you on Sunday night. This has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young.